Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Okay, welcome to number two in our intuitive makeover series. And this one is about um, your intuitive makeover in regards to your work in the world. And um, your work is going to be interchangeable, whether that's, you know, maybe you're a realtor, maybe you're in the banking industry, maybe you're a stay at home mom, maybe you're a professional psychic, maybe you're in the healing arts, um, maybe your work is hospice. Um, you know, it doesn't matter the type of work you do. And I dare say you do several types of work in your life. Um, sometimes you're a caregiver, you know, parenting is a job. <laughs> sometimes being in partnership, you know, or marriage is a job. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you have your work in the world. And you know, whether you're a teacher or a nurse or a police officer, um, intuition is a part of who you are. So it's always in the landscape of your work as well. So today we're going to talk about, you know, again, your, your work life, meaning the work you do in the world, how your intuition animates in that work, how you use it in your work, how it benefits you, you know, how you use your intuition to help assist you in any type of work that you actually do and how intuition can actually be a hindrance when it's shut down or when you reject that part of you, kind of how it actually trips you up in your work. Um, so we're going to talk about that again, kind of using the analogy of the before and after photo of people that take on like health pursuits. We're going to kind of try to illustrate that and what life looks like before you actively use control and trust your intuition. That's the before picture. And then where you're going, you know, what it will look like when you go through the program, you know, go over the bridge, what that bridge looks like to get you to the after photo. And I'm going to paint the picture of the what does the after look like? <laughs> you know, why endeavor on perhaps time and money um, to go ahead and have that after picture? How does your intuition benefit you in regards to the work that you do in this world? So let's jump in. Okay, so let's just say up front that there are there are many factors that determine how sensitive you are in the world, you know, how intuitive you were born. Uh, if you go in through sort of the Ainsley McLeod stuff, what, how, what, you know, how old of a soul you are and all of those things play out in your actual sensitivity and how you behave in the work that you do in the world. Meaning that let, let's say for example, I actually graduated high school early. And then like the minute I turned 18, I went right into real estate and I was like the oldest young person you've ever met. So I didn't have a hard time uh, my age wasn't an issue, if you will, because nobody considered I was my age. And yet I was extremely psychic and had no idea. I had no labeling around that. It was kind of, I'm too sensitive. So I already sort of thought that was a problem of mine and how that would play out is I'd, you know, be driving around new clients and I could feel their fear. I could feel their disappointment in say their, their money didn't buy the house they wanted. I would feel all that. But at the time, instead of knowing that was their thoughts and feelings about their, their sort of financial experience, I actually personalized it all. Like I felt like I 
was failing them. I didn't show them the right houses. I was doing something wrong because that's how I contexted my sensitivity at the time, right? After a lifetime of inappropriately contexting my sensitivity, everything, every intuitive piece of information I received, I actually personalized onto myself. So that's what like my before picture would look like. Um, The after would be, you know, putting in work to understand and organize intuition. The after photo would look like I have you know, new clients in the car, I can feel, oh, they feel doubtful about what, how far their money will go. Oh, they feel sad. The feeling of sadness I'm feeling, oh, it's actually them feeling sad that they've moved away from their family, or this is a new town and maybe they are excited to be here, but they also have left their family. And I can get intuition. I can the intuition I receive is now about the actual subject rather than my failures. <laughs> so, um, just to illustrate again, so let maybe you feel more sensitive the, than the average bear. Maybe you feel like, God, I can't do this work because I'm so damn sensitive where everybody else can just get up on the stage and they can talk and they can sing glory, glory. And you can barely say your name without blushing and falling to the ground. So your story is sort of because I'm so sensitive, I can't, this won't work for me. You know, why can other people do it? And dare I say, perhaps the people up on stage aren't as old of a soul as you are in the context of the older soul you are, the more you've experienced trauma, like putting yourself on a stage or using your voice uh, to change the world, maybe you've paid for that. So you have more trauma in your soul. And the the journey, uh, the healing, if you will, would be to remind your soul this is a new life. And if it's what you're born to do, it's what you're born to do. So you will overcome that if you put yourself in the right situations to get to overcome that, like using a muscle, you get better at it. Um, maybe the people up on stage singing and dancing and doing all these things, maybe they're not as sensitive. Maybe they're not clairsentient. So they don't feel people, you know, and maybe they're not telepathic and they're not knowing what it's nasty things people are saying, <laughs> you know, on a very large scale. So there are, there are so many factors that indeed go in. Uh, if you're comparing yourself to why can they do it? And I can't, but then you feel a call that you're supposed to do it. So you kind of are in the self battle of who you feel like you are versus what you feel like you're being guided to do in this world. So let's just say from the beginning, when I say work, it, it, I, um, I, I am using that term broadly in the work you do again, whether that be with your children, cause we can consider our children as clients. We can still read our children. We can still, instead of personalizing, um, what they think or feel, we can label it appropriately, uh, whether that we're realtors and we have to take clients, um, sometimes you're really born to do that and you're really good at it, but your sensitivity trips you up. So we'll talk about, um, what that can look like before. We'll talk about what the bridge looks like on things you can do. I'm going to give you five things that you can do to get, go towards the after photo where you can do the work and you can integrate your intuition and it's a wonderful experience and you label, uh, all of the intuitive things that you experience in your work, you label that appropriately, 
so that you love and relax into the work that you're called to do in this world. And again, the work we do changes over the course of our lives. You know, sometimes you're a caretaker, sometimes you're totally doing your own thing. Sometimes you're in partnership. And so our work evolves. And whether we are a realtor or we're taking care of elderly parents, that is all work. That is work you're doing in service to another person. And so when I say work, I just want to invite whatever that means for you in the moment. When we are in service to another person, it's the work, it's the calling that we are here to do in this particular chapter, in this particular moment in your life. Okay, so let's talk about kind of what before integrated intuition can look like. So the before picture would perhaps, you know, especially if you're a clairsentient, you're blushing. Maybe you are, you are afraid to put yourself out in the world because you blush really easily. And that is an indicator of intuition. My son and I were just having a debate who, which one of us blushes the most. And I don't think I've ever seen my daughter blush, not once. And she's 17 years old. So maybe you blush and maybe that scares the hell out of you to put yourself out in front because, oh my God, what if you blush and everybody knows that you're sensitive and they can see that right on your little cheeks or in my case on my throat. (laughs) Um, The before picture would look, uh, you feel really insecure, like you feel transparent, like everyone can see you and so you want to hide. you have behaviors of kind of trying to shape shift and hide and you're scared to put yourself out there in, in your work because you're exhausted from shape shifting for everybody. You can feel when somebody's like, you know, be a good woman, quote unquote, and this is what good women are supposed to look like, you know, be polite, um, be aggressive, you know, that sh- if you can, uh, shape shifting is a very, it's a coping mechanism when we're little, if we're young sensitives that don't understand this at all, often we can shape shift to accommodate everybody, which is in some ways a betrayal to our spirits. Um, that's a whole other podcast, but it could be an exhaustion and it can prevent you from wanting to do your work in the world. If you're afraid of losing yourself every time you're around a new person, um, the before picture would look like you're very much afraid of a certain personality. There's a certain personality that scares the hell out of you. And you maybe have a conscious or subconscious prayer to never come across this personality. For me, for me, it was somebody that was super direct and maybe aggressive in conversation. And again, like could see right through me. So if I was afraid of them, like that, that personality that would pick up on it immediately and say it right to my face. And I did not know how to deal with that. Um, so it scared me to do this work, this particular work, my professional work, but it scared me whether I was a realtor. It scared me whether I was a mother and somebody like if I took my kids to Barnes and Nobles in the kids department, like inevitably that personality would challenge me just for no reason. So I would, that comes up in the before picture, this a fear, this irrational fear. There's a reason, but there's supposedly irrational fear around a particular personality. Um, maybe you feel voiceless, you know, just like you, you have so much to say and you are direct in your personal life, but you feel like you cannot have the voice to articulate what you're thinking and feeling in that moment. So you feel really voiceless. 
the before picture, maybe you feel like you don't deserve, like no matter how good the work could be, you don't deserve it to be easy or joyful or financially um, stable or provided for. Um, maybe you in the before picture just doubt yourself. Like even if you're a mother, you doubt that you're a good mother. Or if you're a realtor, you doubt your ability to do a good job. And maybe the higher end um, client, you feel like you just don't deserve that. And so there's this element of sabotage and you're tired of it and you don't know how to solve it and you kind of just feel re-victimized. So when you're really sensitive, there's a lot at play. And these are sort of the things I see across the scope of my clients and my students that I get to work with. This is what the before integrated intuition looks like in your work life. Okay. So let's go ahead and paint the picture of what the picture would look like after integrated intuition occurs. So after the after photo intuition, integrated intuition, if you will, means that you know what clairs you use and you know how to use another clair if you need more information. For example, if I keep seeing images and I don't necessarily know, again, I like to use that analogy, the blue balloon. I don't know what that means. So integrate intuition means I, I know where to go to ask more questions. So I would go to my birth guide and I would say, you know, tell me what this blue balloon means, this clairvoyant image of this blue balloon. I don't know what, is it symbolic? Is it literal? Is it future? Is it past? Like, what the hell does this mean? And I would ask, I would then use my clairaudience, my ability to hear my birth guide. And she would tell me, you're going to have a son in the future. Uh, You're going to have a party and I'd be like, okay, a party for who? You know, it's blue. Are we talking about a man? Are we talking about like a celebration of something um, that has branding of blue? <laughs> so integrated intuition, you know how to use your clairs. You know which one is the strongest in you, which you can go to my website and take that quiz. And then you know how to use your other clairs that are there to to fill out the big picture of your guidance. You know where to go to ask questions. You get used to asking questions because one of the biggest hurdles at the beginning of intuition is not knowing what kind of questions to ask. When I'm working with a student, they'll be like, oh, I came across this. And I'll be like, but, you know, okay, so what did your guide say? And they go, oh, I didn't even think to ask them. That's the sort of bridge. That's a hurdle. You know, the after photo, you would know where to go to ask follow-up questions. Um in the after photo, that particular personality that you're scared of, you actually come to love. Uh, like I love direct people now that I've integrated my intuition because there's no bullshit. They just tell you what they're thinking. And as a sensitive, I appreciate that so much. Um, I, they've come to be some of my favorite clients because they will ask me directly when they're lost, when they're confused, when they where the softer personality that I thought that I appreciated more is actually a little bit more frustrating because their politeness um, stops them from asking questions that they need answered. And I can't serve them as good when um, they don't know how to ask even me questions so that that because my job is to be there to help and support them. I'm not for them to be nice to me or polite so much as that they miss out on the opportunity to ask questions that they have. So the after photo would also like, you're just more confident because your intuition 
constantly teaches and shows you who you are as an individual soul. It helps you know your spirit. So when your spirit is animated, you don't apologize for it anymore because you're like, this is just who I am. Like, And the more you're okay with you, the more other, other people are okay with you. But when you're fighting you, it's kind of like an invitation for other people to be uncomfortable with you. Um, so I, there's just a total before picture for me where the, I know myself and I don't apologize for it. And I just completely accept some people can take it. So some people can, and the people that cannot, it's okay. Like there's no judgment because we all can't, we're not all wired to tolerate every single type of spirit or personality or what have you. So it's like, we can give each other so much more grace, when that intuition is integrated, you know who your soul is, you know how your spirit animates, and you don't apologize. So there's a sense of confidence and just kind of peace around who you are. And that gives other people unconscious, subconscious, or conscious permission to be confident and relaxed in who they are, because they don't have to walk on eggshells around you because they are who they are as well. And it gives them permission to be that fully. Uh, the after photo would be, you know, you just feel reassured in your day to day because you trust yourself because you also trust your intuition. So when you feel confused, you go to your guide, you go to that birth guide and you sit down and you ask questions so that you can be reassured. Um, you're not consumed by doubt and fear. Uh, you have a place to go to ask those questions to keep you going forward, to keep you animating, even when you're, you know, you're in unconvinced, <laughs> maybe <laughs> of how it will go. Um, in spite of that, we still must move forward. And so you just, there's a, the after photo would show you much more calm and reassured in yourself because you do trust yourself more because you trust your guidance and you've had some time following the guidance um, that is there for you. And so you don't feel alone in life. The after photo would show that you use your clairs um, to give you feedback, um, on the truth of the situation. So like I said, in my before photo, I would read this situation, but I often, often, often read it wrong, uh, where somebody would, um, psychically or sensitively, like send me a message, like they're scared or they're afraid. And I would interpret it as you're afraid of me or you're scared of me. So I, I had to really, it took me a long time. <laughs> it took me a long time, but it may not take everybody very long to get the information off of you and out of you so that you can actually read all psychic information outside of you. So it doesn't come in and you personalize it anymore. You read psychic cues from your environment or from people and it stays outside of you. And if it is about you, you can ask questions around it so that you don't constantly be offended to the point where you now shut down because how dare they, right? I used to live in a state of how dare they. And now I'm just like, oh, what is this that I'm feeling? You know, what, why, are you, why are you frustrated? Why are you acting like this? And it's not about me anymore. So I can be there for them. I can be there for you because you're not, I haven't just interpreted your feelings as an accost to me. So again, I can use my clairs. If I, oops, caught somebody's clairsentient, oh, 
they're feeling afraid, I can slow it down and ask questions around that. Oh, are, what are they afraid of? Um, use my Claire's. Maybe I can have some images. Maybe I can actually have that conversation with the guide clairaudiently. And I can navigate the truth of the moment with help from the spirit world, with help from my birth guide, receiving that information through my clairs. Okay. Um, so that's what the after photo would look like. You're confident, you're more relaxed, you're more reassured and self-assured in life. You know how to use your clairs, you know where to go to ask questions. And I'm sorry, but for the totality of our lives, questions will arise and we need to have a place, a sacred place to go to, to ask those questions. And whether that be a spirit guide, whether that be that birth guide or God, you have to have a place to go to ask questions to be reassured, to be guided so that you can reground and be in a space of grace, in a space of calm and peace, and hopefully and ultimately joy, even when things are questionable, you know, we're not implying that post, you know, in the after photo, everything is jolly and grand, even when they are there is still work to do. There are still, you know, you're, if you're in American society right now, you're in the culture. So even though your home can feel peaceful and your family safe and happy, we are all still going through this cultural healing, if you will. So let's talk about, I'm going to give you five. These are just five tips. There are five markers um, this will be the bridge of how do you do the before photo and how do you do the after? And before I give you those five tips, um, I just want to reiterate anytime you can get help from or mentorship or coaching from a trained intuitive that has a mentorship program that can hold your hand, that can look you in the eye. Um, if you can do this, this bridge work, this healing work, this learning work with with somebody, that is by far the best thing you can do. Um, cause in my experience, I can't do so many things alone. I did figure some of, um, my mentor, she certainly reassured me and she looked me in the eye and she validated me, but this sort of the work that I do, I, I had to do that between me and the spirit world and that's okay. But learning can happen so much faster for you. If you have somebody who's walked the path before and can turn around and hold your hand and get you to the destination much faster. <laughs> you know what I mean? They know that hike. They know the walk. They know which turn to take. They know when you get lost, they know exactly how to point you in the right direction. That will just quicken the before and after photo, if you will. It's not necessary, but also I just want to encourage you that you deserve to have a helping hand on this journey. Because there are some complexities to the work of intuition, um, especially if you were born intuitive, you have a lot of unprogramming to do, deprogramming, or however you want to say that, but also to know that you can get support emotionally, mentally, and a lot of the time, I feel like a lot of my role is to just validate, uh, validate the struggles and validate the pain points in recovering intuition in integrating intuition. And that alone can be priceless. I know, I know that from my own personal experience. So 
Let's talk about, uh, as we wrap up this podcast, let's talk about the five things you can actively do uh, without mentorship, just on your own. These are the five steps to take to start that bridge, that healing, that integration of your personal intuition. So number one, it's a foundational piece. Number one is to meditate. And this helps your integrated intuition in your work life because this is time you claim for yourself. It's between you and heaven. It's between you and that birth guide or God. And this is a way, this is just really good psychic hygiene. I would encourage you to cleanse and clear those chakras and just visualize at a minimum Meditation can be active where you're cleansing and clearing, which I encourage. It can also very importantly be purifying that body and the aura. So just really visualizing purifying white light at a minimum, just taking that space to fill yourself with light, to cleanse your your energetic body, to release and remove anything that is not you. And that daily practice of that meditation is a way to start getting everyone else's psychic energy off of your body, (laughs) off of your energy. And so let's just say, before you do that, you've, let's just use the analogy of the realtor, you've got people in your car, and you're taking them places, and it's high energy emotion going on, because it's it's a huge thing for people to purchase homes. If they're moving away from family, you've got all that energy in the car with you too. So before that energy fills your body, it gets stuck to you, you maybe internalize their pain or their telepathic projections. Let's say you've done the meditation for a week. Now you're, you have space in that car. Now at a minimum, you know where your, your energetic body ends and where they begin. So you can see how just this one step creates a space for you to actually take up in the world, for you to have this sort of psychic boundary, for you to stay pure. And from that space, your intuition is actually much clearer because it's not coming into your energy and into your mind and into your own, own emotional system. It's staying off of you and away from you. So when in, when your clairs are working, you can t- sense that, oh, it's coming from outside of you. Okay. So a minimum good psychic hygiene, cleansing and clearing those chakras and or purifying, just cleansing, taking five minutes a day several times a day would be awesome. But at a minimum, five minutes a day, purifying bright white light from the very inside of your body to the outside, pushing off into your aura and claiming your purified space for yourself. Number two foundational piece would be to take some time to notice a birth guide. Yes, I'm developing a whole course on this for you. But in the meantime, when you close your eyes, if you look outside your aura and just kind of sense, do you sense a presence there? And if so, just kind of, you don't have to do anything about it. Just sort of notice, do they wear the same clothes? What kind of hair do they have? Do they talk to you? And if so, just notice what kind of messages they have for you. Yes, this can be all kinds of different things. It's not as simple as close your eyes, talk to your birth guide. It's not, which is why I'm developing a course. But on your own, you can, and depending on how you interact with the spirit world, 
you can just start to notice and really maybe this intention, you know, heaven protect and help me see just the birth guide and just start noticing. And the third tip, the third step would be to start just journaling those little observations. You, you journal the observations perhaps in your, um, cleansing. Did you notice if you shook off a client's energy? Did you notice if you shook off your aging mother's illness? I mean, what are you shaking off? Maybe just start journaling that what you notice and start journaling. If you start to see that birth guide, you know, what I keep seeing a woman with black hair or, oh, there's this tall kind of skinny male presence, like, and he always kind of stands to the right, you know, just these little observations and that journal creates that evidence for you. Um, merely just by observing at the beginning, that's all you have to do. Number four would be either in your meditation or throughout the day, notice what clears, um, notice how your intuition is communicating with you. Are you feeling things? Are you knowing things like, Oh, I knew that guy would do that. Or I knew she was going to call me. Are you hearing things like take a left, you know, take a left on college Avenue or how are you, what are you hearing? And yes, at the beginning of Claire audience, all voices sound like your thinking voice. So just by noticing, you can develop the strength to start hearing different tones. You will eventually start knowing who's saying what, especially if you're a medium, that's something really important for you to know. But Number four is just to observe what kind of clairs you use. Are you feeling things? Are you hearing things? Are you knowing things? Are you seeing images? Do you constantly have images in your head? Are you an artist and you're constantly drawing like visions in your mind? That would be a cue for you that you're clairvoyant. Okay. And then finally, it is a reiteration, but finally that fifth step is taking that journal again and just Yes, I would encourage you to do it during meditation, you know, just after meditation, journaling what you noticed during meditation, but also like at the end of the day, just kind of that big question, how did I use my intuition today? Or how did my intuition use me? (laughs) Because in the before picture, often our intuition is very much having its way with us. And in the after picture, we're having our way with our intuition. We are more in control. We are more in the driver's seat and we are not, um, It is way less willy-nilly because we have way more control over it. And so that evening journaling would just, how did, how did my integration, excuse me, how did my intuition use me today? What is it trying to get me to see, to know, to feel, to hear? Um, What are the bigger messages? And that, again, that journal is your journal of evidence for yourself. You're organizing your intuition and you can use it in how did it use me in my work today? How did it hurt me? You know, like, um, sometimes, like I said, if you're intuition, if you're really sensitive and you don't know it, you're interpreting things wrong all day long. You're maybe personalizing things that have nothing to do with you directly. Um, so the after photo, how did I know how to help my client? How did I know how to help my aging parent? How did I know um, how was I able to help this client's personality that actually would have scared me or intimidated me or made me angry, you know, for quote unquote, no reason. 
So that fifth step of just you put it all together and you see how your intuition is going against you and or how you can start using it to help you help you make the right decisions, help you know how to help a client, help you know how to help yourself so that you keep an open heart and want to keep serving your community or your clients or your loved ones if that's the work you're doing in your life. So, oh my gosh, there you go. This is number two in our intuitive makeover series. And this one is in context of how your intuition works in the work that you do in the world. We made it. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm so proud of you to get to the end of this podcast and to have an open mind and an open heart on how this precious part of you, just like your emotional realm, just like your mental realm, your intuition is a part of you and it's a part of everybody. And we have to look at each other as if we are each intuitive and sensitive and even when we come across people that don't seem so quote unquote sensitive, they're still human and they still have this, they still are here to connect on a human level. So let us not forget that. And sometimes it is our job in that moment. We are called to show our humanity and show our sensitivity so that it gives that maybe that person who's not very emotional or not very sensitive a look into what is available for them too. Their spiritual language, their sensitivity, it's part of them too. And um, it's just a wonderful gift we can offer each other. So I look forward to talking with you next week. And I believe number three in the series is intuitive makeover in our partnership or our marriages. Um, So I'm excited to talk to you about that. I'll talk with you then. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclair.com and take the quiz, Which Claire Are You? Until next time, remember, it's your birthright to be guided and be great. Ooh, one more thing before you go. I wanted to remind you that you can join the community and receive 10 week free bundle for me. So each week it's a new subject and there is a video, there's a podcast and there's a worksheet where we'll talk about a particular area of your personal intuition and it gives you a chance to learn about it, to dig deeper, to get information sort of on the worksheets and and reflect on how intuitive you are and how your intuition works in your life. You can join the community for free Um, at my website on the podcast tab and or you can take the quiz which Claire are you and that also gets you into the community where you receive these 10 weeks of free bundles I'll give you all the like inside uh, news and information and you're just part of this community where we you know love and trust and use our intuition so I look forward to seeing you there